The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Father, let every ear be anointed to hear and every heart receptive to receive all that heaven has today. Let this next week be a supernatural week for your people. Let it be a shaking up week for the wicked. Expose every hidden thing and every plan that they've planned behind closed doors. Thank you that we will occupy until you come and you equip us even today, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. There's so much I wish I could share with you right now, but it would take the service in a totally different direction. So I'll share that tonight with you. Who's going to be with me tonight here on the field? And uh, what I'll share with you tonight is, is shocking. How many remember what I told you last Sunday night? Did it happen this last week? It happened, just as I said. And tonight I'm going to share with you jaw-dropping stuff. Open your Bible and go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 19. I want to take a few minutes this morning and talk to you about the attack against the supernatural. Why this is there, why this will be there, and why you'll see the attack that will even increase. It's not just about an attack against us or the ministry, it's against the supernatural, the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God. And it will be upon everyone who stands for that. Acts chapter 19 and verse 1, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the upper inland districts and came down to Ephesus. And there he found some disciples and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed on Jesus as the Christ? They said, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. How many know that that's a fact that you bump into people, they don't even know there is a Holy Spirit? And they know nothing about the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you mention anything, then they want to write you off. But thank God we have the Bible. Their Bible, that part is cut out of their Bible. So they actually have a holy Bible full of holes. Then he asked into what baptism were you baptized? They said John's baptism. And Paul said John baptized with the baptism of repentance, continually telling people that they should believe in the one who was to come after him. That is in Jesus having a conviction full of joyful trust that he is the Christ, the Messiah, and being obedient to him. On hearing this, they were baptized again, this time in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as Paul laid his hands upon them, watch this now, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So the sign was when he laid his hands upon them that the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 of them, 12. And when he went into the synagogue and for three months he spoke boldly, persuading and arguing and pleading about the kingdom of God. Now you say, well, speak boldly. Why would you, why would you argue and plead? because there would be people that would be resistant to what the Spirit of God was saying. That's why you, you argue and you plead. 
But the Bible says here in verse 9, when some became more and more stubborn, hardened, unbelieving, discrediting and reviling and speaking evil of the way of the Lord before the congregation. So you will see that take place. It's one thing to go in and do a one-night rally. We do that all over the world. I don't deal with many things. There's certain things that if I start opening up a can that night, there would be a lynching take place. I'm telling you right now. So I never deal with stuff like that when I've only got one night. I take the main message of what I'm about to deliver and I bring that. When I go in for a week, obviously it's different, but you have to have that juncture. I have to talk to the pastor and say, listen, you know the ministry and you know what I'm going to do. Now, if a pastor says, I want you to come, but you can't do this, can't do this, can't do that, then I go, you got the wrong person here. You got to find somebody that can do what you want them to do. I can only do what the Lord tells me to do. So don't invite me to come preach and then tell me I can't preach. Don't invite me to preach and tell me I can't say this and that. I don't know what I'm going to do. Are you with me? Sometimes I found out what I'm about to do when I do it. And I'm as shocked as what other people are. Because when you're obeying the Holy Spirit, are you with me? You have to speak what he tells you to speak. <clears throat> so what, what he did was they were speaking evil of the way of the Lord. How many know there's people all the time, every day, with blah, blah, speaking evil of the way of the Lord? They just do that. And a lot of that you find amongst the religious world. Sinners, they don't even know. When they come into contact with the power of God, they're like, wow, we didn't even know that this was even available. And, and they don't want religion, but they want something that's real. Now, religion gets upset when they are peddling a bunch of blah, blah. Are you with me? And you come in there with something that's real and you do them out of their job. Because the moment people get touched by the power of God, they don't want that religion. They're going to leave that stuff and say, we ain't sitting here anymore. We're going to follow that man, he has the words of life because that's how it was with Jesus' ministry. That's why in three and a half years of his earthly ministry, I mean, they wanted to kill him. Several times they wanted to kill him. They actually came to throw him over a cliff. There were many times they were plotting against him. They plotted against him because of what he said and they plotted against him because of what he did. The enemy will plot against you because of what you say and what you do. But you have to be fully persuaded that what you say is what God is saying and what you do is what God's telling you to do. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You don't work for somebody else. You work for him. You work for the king. Somebody said, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? None of you. It's none of your business. I don't work for you. I work for the king. Well, I don't like what you're doing. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and change what I'm doing to appease you. So what did he do? The Bible says he separated himself from them because you have to make a decision. Look, we can sit here. It's probably going to turn out really bad. I mean, I've been doing this now for like, you know, three months. And now is, this thing's going south. So what are you going to do? Well, you take your disciples with you 
and he went on holding daily discussion in the lecture room of Tyrannus from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock. That's 10 in the morning to 3 o'clock, five hours every day. He's my kind of preacher. He's my kind of... I love Paul. So he separated himself, taking his disciples with him and went on holding daily discussion in the lecture room of the River University. Because this is our own company. Are you with me? You can get strangers coming here, but we're not letting them get into the kitchen. There'll be all kinds of strange chefs show up here, but they're not opening up their bag to come deliver some strange ingredients here on a Sunday morning because they just kind of feel like they don't like what we're teaching and they want to give their two cents worth. You, I promise you, that person is going to be removed so quickly they won't even know which side is the exit sign. We'll exit you out of five different exits on this property at the same time. So, this continued for two years. Two years. I said this, and now we probably don't have the clip available, but where I said, I said to everybody this years ago, back in, I think, 05, 06, I said, let me tell you right now, we are focusing and slamming everything all over the world. The day will come when we turn the full attention of this ministry on this location, and then you better watch out. That's what's happening right here with the River Church. Everything the past two years and six months is turned like a laser onto the city of Tampa and watch what God is doing. Everything is shaking. Can you say amen? And our state is shaking. You will see what God does here in the next three years in the state of Florida. The devil's not going to have our state. He's not going to have our county. He's not going to have our city. He's not going to have Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater. He's not going to have Lakeland. He's not going to have Sarasota, Bradenton. He's not going to have Ocala. I don't care what he tries. He is not going to have it. Because there's a company of people. And that company is growing. So this continued for two years. So that all the inhabitants of the province of Asia, all the inhabitants of the, of the state of Florida, heard the word of the Lord concerning the attainments through Christ of eternal salvation and the kingdom of God. And God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. This is only the beginning of that which the Spirit of God is going to do. And I'll tell you, there will be the time where every sick person will be healed in one service without even an individual having hands laid on them. I'm telling you right now, you watch. People, come, people will bring people yet totally bound by the devil and they'll be set free just coming onto the parking lot. How many see all the new flags going up? You park in different, yeah, that's all happening now. We had to put those up because if we put the flag there, they steal it. People steal the flag. Now you have to take a pole home with you. Let me know, it was harder to carry a pole home. Either, easier to take a flag. So, this, this, is, this is only the beginning of what God is doing. I told you this, and I tell you this every single week. 
See, so that handkerchiefs or towels or aprons which touched his skin were carried away and put upon the sick, and their diseases left them, and evil spirits came out of them. Now, I'm going to read this, but I'll comment on it as I get into this message. There's some of the traveling Jewish exorcists, men who adjure evil spirits, who undertook to call the name of the Lord over those who had evil spirits, saying solemnly, implore and charge you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of a certain Jewish sheep priest named Sceva were doing this. But one evil spirit retorted, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit dwelt leapt on him, mastering two of them, and they were so violent against them that they dashed out of the house in fear, stripped naked and wounded. So they started the first nudist colony in the Bible. And this became known to all them that lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and alarm and terror fell upon all of them, and the name of the Lord was extolled and magnified. Many also of those who were now believers came making full confession and thoroughly exposing their former deceptive evil practices. I believe we're going to see that take place even in the city where people start to repent. People that were doing wickedness come clean and say, listen, I'm repenting of my sin. I was involved in the corruption within the city. We're going to see that begin to be unfurled. People are either going to come forward and confess or they're going to be exposed. I'm telling you right now, that's what takes place when there is a spiritual awakening. And many of those who have practiced curious and magical arts delivered their books, throwing them book by book on the pile and burned them in the sight of everybody. And when they counted the value of them, they found it was about 50,000 pieces of silver, about $9,300. Back in them days, that's a huge amount of money. Thus, the word of the Lord concerning the attainment through Christ of eternal salvation, the kingdom of God, grew. Everybody say, the word of the Lord grew and spread and intensified, prevailing mightily. I speak it over this whole region. I speak it over the river church that the word of the Lord will grow, spread, intensify, and prevail mightily, mightily, mightily. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what I'm about to share with you today is vital concerning the Word of the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit in the earth today. And the reason I say that, because here we talk about the Apostle Paul. Of all people, the Apostle Paul, this is the one that saw Jesus on the road to Damascus, yet he had 12, and he was speaking to them, and after three months, all hell broke loose. Today, modern preachers would have quit after two weeks. Oh, I tell you. Go where you celebrate it, not tolerate it. If I went where I was celebrated, not tolerated, I would never have gone anywhere. Don't look at me like that. Every place I went to, when we first went there, nobody knew who we were. So it wasn't, a, oh, well, I want them to celebrate. They don't know who you are. 
And when you come with the word of the Lord and you start ripping up their religion and their tradition, now they start getting angry with you. So were they celebrating it? No. In actual fact, those first few days of revival leading into the second and the third week and the fourth week, that's when you begin to see breakthrough. And I'm telling you, I don't know when this is going to happen, but you'll see it. I'm not saying it's going to happen in January, but the day will come. We're right in that auditorium where we'll start a meeting and it'll run for weeks on end. I'm telling you, I'm talking about morning and night. Listen, I know, I know what the Spirit of God, I know what the Holy Ghost has promised me. I know what we're going to see take place. Listen, this is only the beginning. This is in its infancy of what God is doing here right now. It's going to shock many. And Estelle has got nothing to do with me. I'm just a messenger. So you can speak boldly for three months and then all hell breaks loose. Somebody said, I'm leaving the ministry. Why? Because I spoke boldly and I only got 12 people. You got 12 people. What are you going to just leave them there and take off and leave the 12 people to the dogs? Go to your own company. Find the school of Tyrannus. Come to the river. Special miracles. Somebody said, I don't believe in the cloth and all that. It's in the Bible. Somebody said, yeah, but somebody gave me a cloth and nothing happened. Because nothing went into it. You can buy all the cloth in the world, but if nothing goes into it, are you listening? You can buy all the cloth in the world. But if nothing is going into it, nothing will come out of it. Mm. Happy birthday. God wrote special miracles. Somebody said, I don't like that cloth thing that they put. It's in the Bible. Well, you're not the Apostle Paul. I never said I was. I just read it in the Bible. God wrote special miracles. Special miracles is not just, listen to me carefully, it's not just people being healed and, you know, devils coming out. It's people receiving special anointings, special touches, special, special anointings to do what God's called them to do. Special. Whatever.
you touch shall multiply. Within the next 36 months, you'll look back. It'll be a culmination of all the years put together, and it'll far surpass it. The hand of the Lord is upon you. Special, special miracles. Special. Unique. Diverse. Continuous miracles. Notable miracles. Notable. God's going to give you notable miracles to where it's going to get the attention of your neighborhood. Notable miracles. Special miracles. Diverse miracles. Continuous miracles. Monday miracles. Tuesday miracles. Wednesday miracles, Thursday miracles, Friday miracles, Saturday miracles, Sunday miracles, hallelujah. Miracles in the morning, miracles in the noon, miracles in the evening, miracles, miracles, supernatural miracles, milagros, hallelujah. Don't respond to every Tom, Dick, and Harry who says, I don't believe in miracles. Well, excuse me. I believe the Bible. I believe the Word of God. And you can say what you want to, but I ain't listening to you. Two years, the whole ministry was focused on that region. Everyone heard the Word of the Lord, Jews and Greeks. And then God wrought the special miracles. So when we started having week two, three, four week, they said, oh, uh, Rodney Brown is brainwashing the people. People needed their brains washed. <laughs> they did. They needed their brains washed. We pause for this moment of extreme joy <laughs> brought to you by one of our main sponsors. This service is brought to you by the Olive Joy. Have you felt sad, depressed, and lonely? Try a new oil of joy. Guaranteed. The anointing is tangible. There's, there's the, a tangible presence of the Lord flooding this field right now. God's going to do special things through you this next week. 
Now, here's what you have to understand, and I want you to listen carefully. So, because of what Paul was doing, the devil tried to stop it. So, you know what he did? He brought in imitators. He brought in imitators. We saw that throughout the 90s. No matter what I was doing, then imitators would come right behind me to try to imitate what, what God was doing. Ugh. Yeah, because if they can't get it, they want to copy what you do, but they don't have any substance. That's why they're going to end up naked and afraid. In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Well, Jesus, I know, Paul, I'm getting to hear about who are you. And tear their clothes off. But imitators came. We see that happening today. We see people coming along with like a whole new age type thing. It's not there. I don't even know if some of these people are saved. Are you with me? A whole new age. Everything's a portal and there's some hole in the thing and you're going up into some zone or whatever. There's people in heaven every day. One lady said that the mountains of heaven were jello. 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 What are you smoking? What kind of jello? Because certain jellos I don't like. No, I mean, this is a proper test telling everybody that the mountains were jello. Yeah. There are no mountains in heaven made out of jelly. Thank God we don't need the imitation or the counterfeit when we have the real. What God has given to every one of you is the real. The devil is afraid of the real. He's afraid of what's genuine. That's why you're coming under attack. That's why the enemy is attacking you because he's afraid because what you have is real. What you have, you did not get from man. You got it from the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is afraid. Well, come with a manifestation, something that is a supernatural, a counterfeit of what the Spirit of God is endeavoring to do. So you go into the, the New Age, they also practice healing. There's even people, they, they also read people's future. Are you with me? And tarot cards and crystal balls and, and all of this stuff. There's the whole spirit of witchcraft. I mean, you can just see it arrive. Hollywood that says they don't believe in it, they all run to the supernatural. They're all going to the dark side. Everybody's running to wickedness. Behind closed doors, they practice witchcraft because they're going, why would you want to go to the devil for his power when you can get the power of the Holy Spirit? Because the devil might give you his power, 
and he might give you fame and fortune and maybe 20 years he'll come to take your life. You sell your soul to him, he will claim it, he will take it. And he will, you can go to the highest pinnacle of the temple, he'll give you the kingdoms of the world, but then he's gonna come and claim your soul and there's nothing you can do about it. And many are sending their soul out because God has put his gifts and talents upon you. I'm looking at a field full of men and women, full of gifts and talents that God has given you. And the devil is afraid because he knows that when you begin to operate with the real, he cannot stop you. That's why he'll come around you and try to counterfeit what God is doing. Just like Moses, when he stood in front of Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no. Moses took his, sup, his, his rod, threw it down. It became a snake. Pharaoh's wise men threw down their rods. They also became snakes. Now, what are you going to do? you got snakes on the ground, baby. What are you going to do? You just step back. And Moses' snake ate their snakes. I'm telling you right now. So the enemy will come with his counterfeit. What did Paul do? He didn't sit there and still try to bash his brains against the wall. He went to the school of Tyrannus, and it took two years of every day, five hours a day, and the whole of Asia heard the word. And we're going to see that taking place as churches of birth coming out of here, as men and women full of the fire of God, as Holy Ghost anointed evangelists um, are released, as men and women, business men and women, 300 multi-millionaires are raised up, and even billionaires that fund the end time harvest, and pastors, churches. I'm telling you right now, the devil is not going to have America because God's people are here and this is the hour of the body of Christ. Can you say amen? Now, I mean, they'll moan at me. They'll moan at me. They call me all kinds of things, and they said I'm of the devil and whatever. So, I mean, you have to live with that, but they even did it to Jesus. They said to Jesus, you cast out devil. Well, they didn't say it like that. You cast out devils by the devil. So they accused Jesus the very same thing. But you can't stop yet to try to defend yourself. Like you want to get into an argument with somebody? Well, I don't believe in that. I don't believe. Nothing to say. We're too busy about our father's business. Can you say amen? That's why I want to say this today. That's why I thank God for this church. We're just a few weeks away from 26 years old, this church. This could be some old established church where the preachers just talk about, I I just remember how it used to be when the church... When the church first started, and all the deacons and all the pastors, all yeah, we remember that. If you all just come gather around the altar, let's just believe that the Lord can bring back those days, bring back those happy days.
There's not a day from the past that I want him to bring back. These are the days. This is it now. And every one of you are a part of this. This is it. This is it. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. I try to tell you every Sunday. You don't listen to me, do you? I try to tell you over and over. This is it now. This is it. This is the big one. I'm telling you right now, we're going to see it. Whole, whole region, whole cities are going to be shaken by the hand of God. You will see it. You are part of it. Every one of you, from the littlest child to the oldest saint, you will see the hand of God. Hallelujah. That's why we protect what the Lord's doing. Are you with me? We protect the people of God. We protect the River Church. We protect the River Church members. Some people will say, well, you're just controlling. Um, well, no, we're not. But some people do need to be controlled. Their butt needs to be controlled off the property. because they have another motive. This last week, again, on social media, they were attacking me and called me a racist. Come stand in front of our church and tell them that on a Sunday morning. What are you on crack? Do you know the moment they can't control you, they'll come up with names for you. You know what I'm talking about. Do you know this lady? You don't know. You've never seen her before? Boy, did you pick the right seat. Special, special miracles. 
continuous miracles, unusual miracles, notable miracles. You to expect that. And with that will come opposition, but ignore it and just keep moving. So we must protect the River Church family. I, that's what I feel in my spirit. Obviously, we're doing everything we can to do that. We have to be bold. Are you with me? Bold. I mean bold. I prayed for that last Sunday night that there would be a greater boldness. Who had a greater boldness this week? I'm going to pray for that tonight again. Bold. Bold. We must stay under the control of the Holy Spirit. Like every day. Okay, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? And then just every day get up and do that. You find yourself in the strangest places. You find yourself in places you never ever thought you'd be. And you'll say, Lord, what am I doing here? He says, just be quiet. Don't say anything. And then suddenly, boom, right there. And you know, that's it. And you'll step right in. I'm telling you, supernatural. That's what I see over every one of your lives this week is going to be a supernatural week. And remember, we're winning souls. That's all these critics are not winning souls. Are you with me? How do you know the difference between what's real and what's counterfeit? The counterfeit does not win souls. The seven sons of Sceva were not winning souls. Every person that is winning souls, that's keeping souls, the number one thing is a proof that what you have is real because the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. So any ministry that's not about souls, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry. There's nothing we can even talk about because if you're not about souls, you're not about Jesus. Somebody said, well, you guys are overboard on souls. Uh, we're going even further. We, we, we're moving away from the boat that doesn't want to catch fish. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything we do, it's about the harvest. Amen. Our daily life is about the harvest. Our daily life is about souls. Our daily business, everything we do in business. For somebody said, why are you doing a car show? Souls? Uh, why are you doing Operation Eden to grow uh, souls? Um, why do you have a cattle herd? Uh, souls. Why do you have a yacht? Uh, souls. We're going to reach souls. Somebody said, I'll tell you what. I posted some of my Instagrams. Somebody came on there because, you know, when the storm came through, they actually do what they call rafting, and they brought another boat alongside another boat alongside, and they tied them together, and it holds them stable. Well, the I-95 over Lauderdale blocked the storm. I mean, we just had rain and a lot of winds. And so somebody goes on my Instagram and says, boy, that's a whole lot of camel going through the eye of a needle. And I said, the only camel is you with your covetousness and greed. What do you think? You think all these things were put here for the devil and his crowd? If anybody's going to own all the boats, it's going to be you. If anybody's going to have the vehicles, it's going to be you. The houses, the property, it's going to be God's people. 
And if you're not a River member and you're not part of this company, zip it. We're not interested. You, you will have the most anointed chickens that will lay eggs in the morning and eggs at night. You know, it started off, what, 13 cows? I started off, what, it got 38 now already? 38. We got 10 new calves just in the last two, three months. A little seven bulls. Seven bulls. Bull. A bull, let me tell you, unless you breed with him. That's steak on legs right there, I'm telling you right now. That's money on the ground, honey. He done eating there. We, hmm. Hallelujah. Don't come here with your doctrine of devils telling us to abstain from meat. Ain't happening. I mean, they got everybody gathered with the whole climate change thing to, to stop everybody for their carbon footprint. New Zealand has just passed, I know this is terrible what I'm about to say, but it's, this is what they've done, the fart tax. <laughs> for your cows, no, 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 seriously. So it's there, it's in the news, a fart tax. What country? in their right mind, passes a fart tax because your cows pass gas. That's warming the Earth's atmosphere where the ice caps are melting. There's not enough cows on the planet to melt the ice, even if they farted 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is impossible. It is impossible. The poor cow, stand it. You got inspectors coming around the back end of a cow with a, a methane gas, like a, a, a counter. This one, find him $100. Go to Washington. Go to Washington. That's where the gas is coming from. I know there's some people upset because I mentioned the word fart in public here, in church on a Sunday morning. Get over yourself. It's what you do anyway. Don't, don't even stare at the camera, you sanctimonious preacher sitting criticize me because I mentioned the word fart. You actually just dropped one before I said that. And your wife even moaned at you. In actual fact, you've been blaming your dog for years. And your dog's sitting there going, I didn't do nothing. People, I'm not making this stuff up. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, welcome to clown world. You can Google what I'm not telling you. New Zealand, 
We will make sure that your cow will not be farting. <laughs> bold, bold, under the control of the Holy Spirit, winning souls. And how do you know the difference between what's real and what's counterfeit? What's real occupies. What's real doesn't go hide away somewhere in some bunker waiting to be rescued out of here. We are here. We are the restraining force in the earth today. It's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. How are we doing that? We're doing that with the power of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory a Dios. Man, I feel it. I, I almost want to take off running like someone else did earlier here. Where did you end up to, dear brother? Where did you find yourself? Huh? Where? Studio B. We're taking territory. That's what you're doing this week. That's what you're doing this week. You're taking territory. Listen, am I saying that every single day you're going to feel like taking territory? No, there will be some days that you don't feel like taking anything. You know what I'm saying? No, that actually happened to me this week. I'm going to confess to you. Because, you know, I run and run for days and days, and I don't stop, you know. And I can't remember which day. Was was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. I know my wife says the whole week came together. Tuesday, I'm just going to tell you, I never got out of bed the whole day. No, I never got out of bed. I just, I didn't feel like doing anything. I just... I was just laying in bed. I never got out of bed. So, somebody said, well, weren't you taking territory? I was. I was trying to take some sleep. Are you with me? So, sometimes taking territory means to take some sleep. So I was talking to Evangelist Jonathan, and uh, he was down south here in a meeting. I said, man, I, I, never, I never budged out of bed. He said, me too. He said, I went to bed last night. He said, I just crashed the whole day. He said, I never even got up. You call me now. I'm, I said, I'm in bed. He said, I'm in bed too. <laughs> so I didn't feel that bad. He's a, he's a lot younger than I am. Are you with me? And then Wednesday, I was fine again. Somebody said, I can't believe it. Pastor spent a whole day in bed. Listen, in between the time that I slept, you should see what I did on my phone. Three phone calls. 
and I kicked butt and took names. So what I'm saying is, a person that's occupying can do more on an off day than somebody who's not occupying does on an on day. Are you with me? You wake up. Everybody's like staring at me now. And don't, 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 you River University people look at me. I was there. I came in the back. When was it? Friday? Some of you, I've never seen so many people going to the toilet during the video class. And a couple of you were like this. You don't sleep at River University. Look how quiet it went in here. Did you see that? You didn't know I was standing at the back of the class? Somebody said, yeah, but Pastor, you were preaching. I know I was preaching. It was a meeting from the 90s. I was very interested to hear what I was saying at that time. So I stood there. I thought, let me just... It was from a meeting in Chicago back in the, in the 90s. It was a morning service. And I watched the students. And some of you realized only when you got up for the fourth time that I was standing there. I thought, I texted the deans, I said, a spate of diarrhea has hit the school. <laughs> no, you sleep in your bed, you don't sleep in school. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. And we say, I'm taking territory. <laughs> See, I know I probably shouldn't have told people that I slept. Because people think I never sleep. I actually do. We don't have a glorified body yet, but we are going to get one. How many are happy you're going to get a glorified body? I'd like to tell you that the Lord knocked me out. He didn't. Are you with me? I'd like to tell you that I was going to get out of bed and the Spirit of God knocked me and I went to sleep and went, and I woke up. No, because people always try to spiritualize things. How many realize that there's a war against the supernatural? We're not backing down. I said we're not backing down. We're not backing now. We're not backing now. We're not backing now. So mightily grows the Word of God and prevails. We're not backing down.
Ignacio. We said, what are you doing, Pastor? Nothing. You don't have to be doing something all the time. I'm just watching what the Lord's doing. There's things that the Lord is about to do. Already the groundwork is being laid. And there's things that are about to happen around this place that's going to shock people and astound people. And it's got nothing to do with man. It has to do with the plan and the purpose of God. There's things that God's going to do through your life that's going to astound and shock even your friends and family and people that have known you for years. And some will try to imitate what you do and they'll fall flat on their face. But thank God we're following Jesus. And we're imitating him. Can you say amen? amen? As Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. And that's the key. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So this whole wrapping up of the double, but next year is much more than the double. But I'm not going to tell you about that right at this juncture. Can you say amen? Somebody said, why did you go with the double? Because the double was already a stretch for you from where you are now. But get ready. Get ready. Get ready! Get ready, River Church! Get ready!
Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. I tell you, the anointing's so strong here right now. I'm just, I'm just kind of just. Gracias. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Upon all of your people, upon all of your children.
There's a lot more that I'll share with you tonight. I just, I can't do it now. But how many have got it this morning? You grab hold of this. Say this after me, so mightily grows the Word of God and prevails in and through my life. Praise God. Just bow your heads if you would. Across this field, for you watching in your homes, if you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Maybe you came here today. You say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. I don't know him as my Lord and Savior today. I want to give my heart to him. I want to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come, save me, forgive me of my sin. If this is you, right where you are, you might never have another opportunity. Today he calls you. He says, come, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He calls you. Will you say, yes, Lord Jesus? Will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, come into my heart? You might never have another opportunity. Today he calls you, even you watching by way of television. Jesus is standing with arms wide open. He says, come, will you surrender to him and say, yes, Lord. Maybe you're here today. You say, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. There was a time when I was radically on fire for God, but something happened. I lost my first love, lost the peace, the joy that I once had. But today I want to come back. Maybe it's something hidden that no one could see pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust. Maybe something outward that everyone can see and you feel like, well, what's the use? They know I'll never amount to anything. No, they don't know anything because they don't know what Jesus does when you surrender your life to him afresh and say, yes, Lord. He said, I will take out the stony heart and put it in the heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. Maybe you're on this field today, you're watching in your homes, and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord, I've been serving the Lord, but a storm came against my life, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked my world. But today I want to come back. And then lastly, you say, Pastor, I love the Lord, but I'm not confident. I do not have that assurance. I don't know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. I want to know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. If this is you, right across the field and you in your homes, quickly, I want to pray with you and for you. Put your hand up right now and say, pray for me. God bless you. 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 Slip it up high. God bless you. Hands are going up. Right now, today's your day. Today's your day. You may put those hands down. 
I want you to look at me right now, please. In the middle here, you did not raise your hand, but want to be included in the prayer. We're going to pray quickly. Slip that hand up and say, include me. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Right against the back there. Anybody else? What about the far side here? You didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Slip your hand up right now. Say, include me. I've seen your hands already. Thank you. Yes. Right at the back against the fence. This side over here, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Slip that hand up high and say, yes, that's me. Don't forget me. There's a hand back there. I want every person to raise your hand. I want you to stand right now. Stand to your feet all across the field. Stand, 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 stand. Every one of you that raise your hand, stand right now. I'm going to ask you to bring your personal belongings and to come from where you are. Come stand right here. We're going to pray together. Come. a day of freedom. Help the marshes. Thank you, Lord. As they're coming, I want you to look at me, every one of you, today. You've not come to man. I'm just a messenger. You've come to the Lord. And if you've been busy with God, God means busy with you today. And you might say, but Pastor, you don't know what I've done or where I've been. No, I don't know what you've done or where you've been. And really, it's none of my business. I know what Jesus has done and where he's been. And what Jesus has done and where he's been cancels out what you've done and where you've been if you believe today. So we're going to pray a very simple prayer. One prayer fits all for you in your homes. Pray this together with me. Just close your eyes. Raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this together with me. Say, Father, I come to you. In the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart 
that God has raised you from the dead, I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me, cleanse me, change me, fill me, use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day, I'll never be the same again. I confess, Jesus Christ of Nazareth has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Now lift those hands and just thank him. Father, let me, as we pray over these right now, that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God. I pray I break the spirit of witchcraft. I break every addiction. I break every curse off of their life, and we set them free. Use them in a mighty way, we pray. In Jesus' name, I never once said Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.